Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host as always, the mouth of Michigan, Ramadeka. With me as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm right here. And of course, the lovely, the brain, Emily Merkel. And we have, and we teased it at the quick hitter episode, Mike, during mm-hmm. our March Madness bracket, which I think we're batting like, what, almost at 70% almost now? Almost 70%. I mean, if you haven't listened to that, you got to go back and listen to it. But we teased some beautification of the show, all the best podcasts have some sort of award, something that symbolizes them. And because we are one of the few podcasts in the world, mind you, that talk all five major sports, not just basketball, NFL, MLB, and NHL, but also professional wrestling, we figured what better way to assert our dominance than to have our very own I'm Always Right championship belt made here locally by Zebros Championship Belts. They are our sponsor for this week's episode. A fantastic design. You can get it for any price point. Be looking for that ad in the middle of the show today in between parts one and part two but guys we have so much to go over today we are because this is such a monumental episode for us the beautification of the i'm always right set um the crowning of a new champion here in the i'm always right set oh, yeah. we're, we're going all five sports today guys we're, we're going we're going basketball we're going baseball we're going nfl we're going mlb and we're going Little wrestling, so we got we got all the good stuff oh, going on today. Sorry, Red Wings fans, I'm sorry, but once again, once we hit the draft time, we'll hit the wings. But right now, so many great things. Let's just jump right into it. Michigan, Michigan State, NCAA tourney, obviously the biggest thing going on in the state right now. Um, both have made it to the final to the next week or so. They're mm-hmm. made to the Sweet 16. Um, Mike, I'm going to start with you. More impressive team in these two games. Obviously, Michigan State coming off the Big Big Ten title tournament win. Um, Michigan, obviously, on the losing end of that. But they both came out since then. Michigan State, uh, I feel like, came out a little slow. Mm -hmm. But tell me to me, just based off competition and their performance respectively, who's been more impressive so far in the first two games of the tournament? Um, me personally, I would say Michigan. Mm-hmm. Michigan has been more impressive yep. than these uh, first two games. When you look at who they, I mean Montana, they blew them out. They were never trailing in that game, and then they played Florida, and they were never trailing in that game. Mm-hmm. So they played two. Well, Montana's not good, but they they have some elite players, yep. as a beeline says. And Florida, who they never played before this year, mind you, whereas when you get to Michigan State and you already played Minnesota once and blew them out, you already had a game plan going into that game to help you out after you beat Bradley. Michigan had to go into this Florida game, who I think Florida is even better competition than Minnesota at face value. Now you don't have a game plan to go against Florida, where Michigan State had a game plan against Minnesota. So I think Michigan's win was a little more impressive, even though it was was only by 15 instead of 20. Yeah, um, I think that's semantics. But though, but it's still yeah. a blowout either way. Right. Well, both teams blew out both opponents, but I think Michigan's looked better mm-hmm. because they they uh, didn't have the game plan already planned out. And same question to you: Are you kind of on the are you on the Mark Zone train here? Michigan looking obviously Beeline does a great job of getting Michigan ready for the tournament. Right. This is the third straight year they've been to the Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, looking prime to make another run here. Who do you think's looked more impressive in the, in the tournament so far? I'm gonna go with Michigan. Okay. Michigan. I I, I agree. With, I agree with Michael. I think. I think overall, I I would argue that Michigan. I think is a more complete, better overall team. But that's just kind of really? like All right. my even my though catch. Michigan State's beat them three times. 
Yeah, I just think we suck at beating anyone who are rivals with, whether it's like <laughs> Michigan State, Ohio State. We just, I don't know. We have like a choke artist tendency on those fronts. Yeah, every every state fan just went, yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I, I think I think you're right. I, I will say this, that it, we're obviously all Michigan's fans here, but obviously I don't think we're naive enough to think that Michigan State does not have the ability to make a run here. Yeah. No, they definitely do. You know. Um, this the Duke UCF game obviously will determine quite a bit of that I feel like but going in I think the Bradley game though for Michigan State it, it had that feeling of Middle Tennessee State for a good chunk of that game I mean they were losing at halftime it was close throughout right finally they kind of got up on it at the end of it but at the very beginning you're just like oh boy like this is really not the game that Izzo intended it to be yeah. right so I do agree with you guys that Michigan has looked more impressive but uh, let me let me just let me ask you guys this then even though Michigan has looked better I think overall who's got a better chance to win it all right now as the bracket sits as of right now whether it's Texas Tech or Buffalo whether it's you know, who, who's Michigan State playing? I don't even know who Michigan State's playing. LSU. LSU. They're playing LSU. So, I mean, who's got a better chance right now? I know the Duke thing is obviously the wing. As of this mm-hmm. recording, we don't know who wins that game. But just as it sits, who's got an easier path to get there? Is it Michigan and Michigan State? And who's going to want who, – who do you think makes that run out of the two teams? I say um, Michigan State goes farther. I don't know by how much farther. Okay. But I don't know – I don't have the high confidence that um, so Michigan will play the winner of Texas Tech and Buffalo. Obviously, we don't know that yet because we're yeah. recording before that game. Yep. But if they end up having to play Texas Tech, I don't know if they can get past Texas Tech because right. I like how Texas Tech is. And I think until we pick them to lose to in our yes. bracket as well is that that's kind of this would be the last kind of run exactly. before the Elite Whereas Eight. Michigan State, I think, have a higher probability of beating LSU. Absolutely. And then they would probably play the winner of a predicted Duke-Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. depending on those two teams winning. And then the winner of that game is who Michigan State would play. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the elite area, elite eight areas where Michigan State could falter. You think Michigan but, State can win it all? But I do think they could win it all. You do, okay? Yes, because I think if you want to go into it, I think they could beat Duke. Yeah. And they have a better chance at beating Duke than almost any team in the tournament besides North Carolina. I agree with that. And um, when it comes down to the wire, if State will play you hard. And then at the end they'll make their free throws, and then you're going to go Duke make your free throws. That's and that's that's, that's a come great. Down to. That's a fantastic point. That's right. And we talked about that on our quick hitter five episode where that's Duke's biggest weakness, right? Yep. They don't shoot the ball particularly well. They're just more athletic than everybody else, right? It's it's but a I very think, Kentucky-esque yes. team. This you watch show, you right? watch uh, State. They play close with every single team, and then at the very end they'll go. Mm-hmm. McQuaid three pointer, McQuaid three pointer, Cassius Winston drop, and then yeah, like right. somehow they'll just pull away a little bit. Where mm-hmm. if Duke's down two with like thirty seconds left, I don't know if Duke can like win it. Duke would right. have to dominate State, and I don't think it's possible. Right. And I'm gonna ask you the same question. Do you think that uh, it, are you in agreement, or do you think Michigan because they're not in the in the same bracket, they're in the Gonzaga bracket, right? Who's the number one seed? Uh, do you think that Michigan has a better chance of you know kind of getting through this tournament and making a championship run like they did last year, or are you kind of in Mike's you know Mike's camp again, where you know Michigan State really playing some really great basketball right now, and once again it comes down to making free throws at the end of the day. I I don't know. Um, I think it's tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's I think it's a little tricky. I think Michigan could do it. Do mm-hmm. I know if they will? I think mm-hmm. that if you were a betting person, that might be a safer bet to bet on state. Mm-hmm. 
I don't well, know. I mean, Michigan will the beat the great, great garbanzo beans. Right. Well, I think that you know, and we were talking off air too, where you, where we were watching the Michigan, uh, the Michigan game, and it was kind of one of those things where you look at and you go, man, they're playing really well right now. And then, but you, even you, you asked me, it's like, why do they do that? Why do they randomly just jack up a three pointer in the beginning of the shot clock, yeah. right, or something like that? I think one of the biggest issues with Michigan is their lack of offensive efficiency mm-hmm. for long droughts of time. That's what's happened in all three Michigan State games where you kind of see this drought of three, four minutes of no points. Yep. You know, bad shots, bad shot selection. You know what I mean? And it, I think it comes down to is they don't have the guy to go to no. when they're in a nope. three-minute drought. Nope. They kind of just have to sit there and wait. Until it's all about scheme one. for them. And, yes. that's, and I think that's a big difference when Michigan State's got Cassius Winston. Exactly. To go and take a dribble drive, make a nice layup, or yeah. make a difficult shot. Or they got like McQuaid who can right. almost guarantee in the corner, who can make exactly. one, and exactly. then you're starting to wow up. Now, however, though, Michigan, I think they the teams that they would play, mm-hmm. I think are um, easier. Right, I know like, I no doubt. Like you, Absolutely. you don't want to play Duke at all. I'd rather no. play Gonzaga than Duke. I'd rather right. play Florida State than Virginia Tech. Right. I just don't know if Michigan's good enough to beat those teams. Right. That's where I'm coming from. from and as and a Michigan it, yeah, fan, right. Know. And I think that, you know, Beeline, obviously, heck of a basketball coach. He's going to have them ready, if nothing else, right? I yeah. don't anticipate anything going forward in this tournament being easy for either squad. No. I think the Minnesota thing, Michigan State's like, all right, Minnesota, check. You know yeah. what I mean? And so with that, and obviously because, you know, Florida won, Michigan was like, all right, that's not as big a deal no. i don't think as nevada would have been mm-hmm. um so that was a huge upset in, in michigan's favor i feel like yeah. i think that i think you know i don't know if michigan state necessarily has enough to beat duke if they're if duke just comes out and overpowers them or yeah. for whatever reason but with at your same token though i do think they match up really well yeah. against them they have some veteran presence in you know down low against Zion, right? Even mm-hmm. coming off the bench, I think that Michigan State has depth pieces. Michigan does not have many no. depth pieces. Um, so it's going to rely upon, you know, Brad's Dekas. And it's obviously, I think a little bit too, I think uh, Matthews and Poole really need to, you know, Matthews really stepped up his game this it's tournament, nice right? Games, yeah. But he really needs to be the kind of the focal point here. Uh, this is a quick off-the-kilter question because we're probably going to get this at the end of it anyway and we'll probably revisit this topic, but... If so let's just Michigan State, right? Big Ten regular season chance won the tournament this year. But say Michigan makes to the Elite Eight, but Michigan State doesn't, or the Final Four, or whatever, right? Does that mean Michigan had a more successful season, even though let's say neither one win the national title, but Michigan State has the turn the the Big Ten championship, or because Michigan theoretically could make it farther, you know, what does that make Michigan season more successful? I think the only way you can say Michigan season this year in particular mm-hmm. is better than states if they win at all. That they win the championship. Or I guess you could argue if they make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. They're in the final two against North Carolina and lose. Right. That's still pretty successful. Mm-hmm. But if they don't back to get back yeah, to. Mm-hmm. if they don't get there though, and especially if state gets to Elite Eight, Final Four area also, right. you're telling me that state's gonna be regular season champs tournament champs big 10 tournament champs and then they make it to the final four there's no argument i can make right. toward michigan being better even mm-hmm. if they do make it farther in this tournament unless they do get to the finals and or win it right then i could be like well michigan won the tourney so they're right better. they're the best team right yeah so right. but other I, than that i can't i think the, i think the three games right is the hard part um I, I mean what do you think do you think that making it farther in the tournament do, what does michigan have to do to call their season more successful than michigan states is it just making it one round further 
Is it winning the whole thing like Mike's saying? Do you think that if Michigan State, for whatever, got upset, you know, whenever the Sweet 16 happens, that, okay, well, Michigan won their 16, they're in the Elite Eight now, they're playing Gonzaga or Florida State or whoever, that, okay, they had a more successful season. We made it farther in the tournament, so we had a better season, even though we lost to you all three times. I think you'd have to make it substantially, substantially farther, like Michael said. Just, like, strength of schedule Mm -hmm. in the tournament itself. Mm-hmm. Um, with Michigan State arguably playing maybe some harder teams. Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna punish Michigan for playing in a different bracket, right? Like no. I'm not gonna punish Michigan but if State you're because label you know, a definitive like yeah, yeah. Michigan overcame and like really mm-hmm. they have to make it like you know yeah the, like the when championship you, yeah game. if you look at it and you go well State lost to Duke you'd be like understandable right yeah if you, you have it. Michigan lose to Florida State you're like. That's not as as big as a... Yeah, right. You know, so that... I think there's more pressure on Michigan then to get farther, too, because they're in a little bit, quote-unquote, easier. We're going to watch Gonzaga wins the whole thing, and we're all stupid. You know what I mean? Gonzaga (laughs) beats Duke, and we're all like, Yeah, and we're like, oh, well, okay then. Apparently, neither one of us are worth a damn. But, point being, right, I I agree with you. I think that if Michigan, for whatever reason, could pull something out of their butt and win the whole thing, I think everybody would be like, wow. You know what I mean? I think also... That, that would really spur another conversation, especially if Michigan does make another solid run in and Michigan State loses to, say, Duke, where you go, man, beeline, man, that's several national championships now that they've been to, and it, that's just one of those things where you go, man, if he can just get that one, I don't know, he might be over Izzo at yeah, that point. I don't know. But right, it's really close at that point. We're really lucky as a, as a fan base of the state to, yeah. to have two really, really high – Quality top five real basketball coaches yeah. in the state. Our pro sports are not really there. Pro but sports hey, swing and a miss, but hey, Dwayne Casey's keeping the Pistons alive, right? That's true. Nice loss to the Trailblazers. Great job. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's shift now from uh, March Madness to uh, one of the bigger signings in pro baseball. I guess it's not really a signing, but more of an extension. Mike Trout sign resigns with the Angels, twelve years. $430 million. He's going to get like $200,000 a game is what they kind of broke it out to. It's it's absolutely craziness. Um, I guess my first question, and I'm going to start with you. You know, Mike Trout, best player in baseball. There's really no argument there. I don't feel like his war is like 60. War is wins above replacement. It's like 60. It's something. His stu- career is 64.2. Yeah, that's crazy, right? So with all that being said, he's the best player is he is he worth it for the team to be there, or do you think that say they could have traded him and got this gargantuan load of prospects to re kind of stock the cupboard for a team that doesn't necessarily right now looks like he, they have a future going forward? Yeah, I mean, as I've delved more into the world of baseball, <laughs> I've noticed. Wow. I've noticed this, Sorry, this baseball thing, fans. This, I have noticed the the building building mm-hmm. rebuilding phase cycle and I mean offering someone that big of a contract I mean I can't think if the angels have made like a particular they have a particularly impressive team surrounding no Mr. no Trout. I mean the, so you, you're paying a right. guy a lot of money and if you are you rebuilding are you not rebuilding are you hoping that somehow with having Mr. Trout on your team 
you can, you know. Make well, right. They made the playoffs, I think, one time in his career so far. They have an aging Albert Pujols, who's not Albert Pujols anymore. Um, you have, I think they have Max Scherzer, right? Scherzer on the, is on the Angels, right? Oh, no, he's on the Nationals. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, They're both uh, red. They're both red teams. It's There's a lot of red teams. Yeah, I know, right? But point being <laughs> is that you don't have, the Angels right now are not a good baseball team. Brad Ausmus is their manager. Let's just, as all Tigers fans know, that worked out really well for us. But, point being, yes, I think that they're not particularly ready to win right now. So, do you think, in your opinion, would it have been better to, okay, yes, we have the best player possibly ever, but we could possibly get rid of him and get just a crap ton of, you know, prospects, players, what have you, to maybe over-improve the whole team? Or do you think, like, no, we got to keep him, he's the best player ever, we just got to figure out a way to build around him? Yeah, I've noticed that baseball isn't the one-guy sport, really. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it might have behooved them to build yeah. up their team a little more. Unless they just really like claim to having the best bas- the ba- best basketball, best baseball player yeah. there is. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, it kind of goes back and forth. Mike, I'm going to ask you the same question. Is he worth it? And more importantly, what does this mean for the Angels? Like, I feel like, okay, you sign him. You have him locked up now. You got, in reality, right, yeah. you've got... He's only, what, 26, I think? So, I mean, I don't even... He's not that old, so he's got plenty of prime left in him. Your clock's ticking for the Angels, man. Like, you got, you know... If you don't see some drastic improvement here in the next couple years, like, what are you doing? What's the point, then, if if you're not... Yeah, I I would say it was a good move by them. However... The move that you would make here is Mike Trout is the best guy in baseball. It's almost like getting LeBron in an instance where you get the best player, so you're like, wow, everyone's going to want to come see you. These big game atmospheres because you have the best player. However, baseball is not marketed that way. (laughs) Baseball is marketed by teams. Maybe they should start. Like team success over like individual players. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the few sports that actually do that. Mm -hmm. Because football, you're like, oh, the quarterback, you got this guy. Basketball, you got like LeBron or Giannis or something. Baseball, you're kind of like... You know, you never hear, oh, it's Mike Trout versus, you know, yeah, this exactly. guy, you know, or Scherzer, Scherzer's yeah. pitching, and yeah. it's Trout. You never see that. So you're marketed by teams, and the Angels are not that great of a team. So I don't know as a team themselves if it was a good move wasting all – no, I guess it wouldn't be wasting, but using all that money on this one guy that he is the best – but he, they're not gonna. He's there's not nobody bring, around him. Right? There's nobody around him. You're not gonna bring a lot more people in because yeah, you want to go see Mike Trout. But like, how many times can you go see Mike Trout? Before and he's already, he goes yeah, he's already been there. It's not like he's like an yeah, acquisition. Exactly. He's already been there. He's drafted by it's the like, team. It's like Miguel Cabrera here. Yeah. It's like after two years, you're sitting there like, all right, we have Cabrera now. What else do we have? Yes. Nothing. Correct. Okay. Yeah. And then it gets stale, and that's when you start mm-hmm. declining. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. Kinda, yeah, I think I think the LeBron comparison is fantastic because it's it's similar to what he had in Cleveland the, the first, first time. time yes because you have all right you have the superstar right who could possibly be the best ever and now you're okay but now all right, you got Drew Gooden playing next to LeBron yeah. you know what I mean where you know you got an aging Albert Pujols that you signed to pair with Trout at the time to mm-hmm. be like wow this is gonna be awesome but you know, I think the signing as a whole, I think they were smart to do it now because a he deserves to be the highest played player player in baseball. Mm-hmm. He's the best player. There's yeah. no there's no question there. Two, he's at an age to where even when he gets into his early 30s, he's still gonna be playing at a high level. So the good chunk of this contract is gonna be good, right? Yeah. Where they're gonna be paying him below market value 
after you know a few years when other when some of these other guys hit free agency, and you're gonna be like, oh, okay, well they passed Trout, and Trout's gonna look like a steal in three years mm-hmm. if we're really looking at it, right? So you look at you look at who he is and what he can do for your team, but I I do agree with you that. If the Angels don't do something, though, you have the potential to basically be wasting one of the greatest baseball players of all time's whole career. You know, he's willing to stay, right? He made the commitment, I'm staying with the Angels. I'm committed to this team, this city. And yet, if you don't do anything with it, though, that's that's really bad. Should he have stayed, though? I I guess that's my other question. If you're Mike Trout, do you stay? Or do you go to a team like the Yankees or, you know, the Dodgers? Every team that's going to throw crap tons of money. The Detroit Tigers! No, they wouldn't do it. Cause, <laughs> no, we're not paying until 2021. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but, you know, he had two years left already on his de- you know, on his deal already that he was currently yeah. on. They just got an extension. So do you think he should have re-signed here? Should he have waited to see, you know, listen, I want to know what the heck you guys are going to do. What's the plan? Yeah. Because right now we're not good. I mean, you know? I guess it depends how you are as a person. We don't know these people personally. Of course. So some people no, are me like, and Mike Trout are bro- we're bros. You're like best friends. Yeah, we're bros. It's like yeah. Clint Kershaw and Stafford. Yeah, exactly. Did you know they went to the same high school together? Oh, I did. Actually, <laughs> I've only reminded once a week. But um, <laughs> every time Matthew Stafford or Clayton Kershaw play, it's like, hey, did you know that they, they're best they're friends? <laughs> like ever? That's okay. awesome. But um, anyway, back on track. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on the person you are because there's some guys that are like, oh, just pay me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to throw Nate Antonio Brown. Um, just give me $40 million and I'll come to your team. You can right. be awful or you can be amazing. And then there's some guys who are like, I'll take this pay cut and go to this winning organization. And I guess it just kind of depends on the type of player you are mm-hmm. because 12 years, $430 million is a lot, but you're not getting much more help after that I yeah, don't think right and that yeah that's that is you know so baseball is the one sport where I feel like you can splurge and still somehow but once again if you're but it. if you're in a full rebuild though like the Phillies when they signed Harper there's pieces already in place where they're mm-hmm. like they they were terrible and now they're on the upswing okay we're gonna add Harper to put us over the top where the Angels have not done that no. so it's just you're just kind of sitting there like okay Adam same question if you're Mike Trout right you're the prettiest Mike Trout ever seen but um do you do you do you stay or do you kind of weigh your options knowing you still have two years left on your original original contract so you go okay i need to see a plan before i commit the rest basically of my prime career to you i don't think the money is ever really an issue here with him particular because i think anybody if mike trout was out there everybody and their mother would have traded you know their second son for for him so you know what i mean so do you think that he should have stayed or do you think he should have weighed his options and been like you know what maybe i need to assess the value of the organization before i commit long term to a team like this i mean i think it just kind of depends on like especially with this tax and everything in los angeles and stuff that's high taxes there could have went to you know somewhere else like in miami or something like that they have no t- no income tax right or something like that I think that's completely false. But oh, really? That's why Sue went to Miami, right? It's lower than... There Michigan. are lower tax... California yeah. does have particularly high tax rates. Right, that's So that's, that is true, but yeah. I don't think there's anywhere that has no income tax. Well, that's what... But you know what I meant, like lower tax... Yeah, the federal right. government actually taxes you. <laughs> you know what I mean. Listen, I'm not a finance guy, okay, folks? I don't know if you guys know this or not. I know, like, three things, okay? And it's all sports-related, so... Anyway. You, um, I, no, no, no. I think, um... I admire... I admire some loyalty. You know, the guy's like, yeah, this is this is my team. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna make it happen. I mean, it depends on if you're, if if we're trying. 
I'd have, I would have to sit down with Mr. Trout and talk about his life goals and where he wants to be. His <laughs> give, life him a full, give him a full-on assessment. <laughs> tell you what. Like, is he trying to go down as one of the greatest players of all time? Is that what he wants? Does he want that label? Then I, I feel like he continues his trajectory, I think, it's pretty much a given. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, a lot of people will argue. I mean, like, if the guy, if the Angels can't get it together and the guy doesn't make it to a championship, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no Like, doubt. that's yeah. kind of an odd... But that's the part of stuff the, you kind of have to weigh, right? Is if if you are him, do you think, okay, I play for a crappy organization? How do I want to be remembered as the guy who, yeah, okay, I played for the same team forever, but I never won a championship. Like, oh no, what would you say if the Patriots you know, suddenly started sucking? Should Tom Brady like? No, that's the case. And it's probably partially on Brady, so he probably should retire. But the point is that but like Brady, five years ago, but right, five but years ago, even then, you already had your three championships. So it's one of those things where he has never accomplished much in the sport as far as you know success as far as wins and losses he's won mvps he's done all that stuff but he's never made it to the world series i don't think they've even won a playoff series with him on the team so you know it's just that's how you know how dysfunctional that organization is so i mean do you do you stay do you just go you know what i like it here it's los angeles you know sure lots of monies it's nice weather you know how many monies you can get there yeah like five whole monies that's how many monies you get Five money five people, monies. you heard it right here. Five money. No, I see. It just depends, really. Well, if it was you, if I, if if you're if you're L.A., see, maybe he wants to be the guy. Maybe he wants to be like the you know, yeah, Jeff Bezos of uh, of the Angels or the. Uh, what, explain what explain for our viewers who who Jeff CEO Bezos of Amazon. Is. There you go. Thank you. Mm, I would I guess. I I know who that was, but I, 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 some <laughs> people probably the same reaction loans? to most. Who's the guy people? who owns Quicken Loans? What's his name? Dan Gilbert. The Dan Gilbert of. Of Los Angeles, you know, like some people, some people got a little bit of an ego thing going on. I know four things. Where they, <laughs> they just, you know, they just want to, they want to be there. They want to be yeah. a part of making a crappy thing a good thing. No, you, and I agree. so maybe that's just his prerogative. Maybe yeah. he doesn't care if you win. Yeah, they, I, I'm interested. Whatever see, makes like, you happy years, and yeah, feel like, like the most complete person is what you should do. <laughs> wow. That was mom time with Emily Merkel. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to be it for part one. Part two, we got another edition of the Merck Zone Mock Draft. We've got the Lakers officially eliminated from playoff contention. Sorry, Mike. And, of course, we got a little Kofi mania here going into WrestleMania with the WWE. All of that and more coming right back after these messages from Zebro's Championship Belts. Stick around. Hey guys, the Mouth of Michigan, just reminding you that today's episode sponsor is Zebro's Championship Belts. You can find them on Facebook. Just look up Zebro's Championship Belts. They are the official belt maker for the I'm Always Right Sports podcast. You know, we were talking about it, me, Mike, and M, and we thought, what better way to announce our arrival here on the podcast scene than to have our very own championship belt made. All the best wrestling podcasts have it, and we're not just the wrestling podcast. We've got all the major sports, so why not declare ourselves as the podcast champions with our very own championship belt made by Zebros? They have it for every single price point you can imagine. Birthday, uh, anniversaries, weddings, uh, special events, or if you just want your own custom championship, they are the guys to go to, especially here in Michigan. That's Zebro's Championship Belts. Now here's part two of this week's episode. All right, welcome back to part two of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, episode 17, guys. Man, we are just like cranking these, cranking these out. All right, let's start off 
like we've been doing the past couple weeks here, the Merck Zone Mock Draft Corner. Mike, you have a mock draft for me. I M. do. I'm going to try to not have a heart attack. M's going to try to care. So all those things and, and more here going on here. All right, let's go. Let's just jump right into it. G- give me who cool. this is by and yeah. what website it's so on So we're using WalterFootball.com, okay. and this is... Charlie Campbell's. All right, who who updated? When when was this last updated? Just so we uh, have March twentieth. March twentieth. Okay, so just a couple days ago. Sweet, yep. sweet, sweet. All right, so, so after the first wave of free agency too, so I expect a little bit of change, maybe mm-hmm. not a ton, but some changes, you know, okay. especially in the top ten. So I think we're gonna change this one up just a tad. Okay. I'm gonna just give you the team for the first seven picks and okay. give me like who you think they're gonna draft. Okay, sounds good. And then we'll hit the Lions pick also. Okay. All right, so number one, Arizona Kyler pick. You Kyler. got Kyler. Cool. It's Kyler Murray. All right. Yeah, that's not really a shock at this point. You know, right. just do it already. Just say it. It's about time. I, I wish they used to do it like in the old, like, you know, like the middle 2000s. Like when Mario Williams got drafted, everyone was like, oh, Texans are taking Mario Williams. And you already knew. Like when Stafford was getting drafted, everyone was like, oh, Stafford. You know, yeah. why, why even? What's why the make point? It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just do it. But All anyway, right. continue. So we got the San Francisco 49ers. Bosa. Nope. What? They're right, taking well. Quinn and Williams. Really? All right. Actually. No, that doesn't make any sense to me because you have you got Buckner, and yeah, I don't know. I think Solomon if. Thomas is going to get traded if they take. Mm-hmm. I think I still think it's going to be Bosa is going to be the pick. But so then the Jets are three, right? Jets are three. So they're uh, making backflips and taking Bosa. Then it's yes, they oh are. my gosh, yeah, that's a forty. That's a John Lynch move to yep. not take Bosa too. The Jets just probably just went all over themselves right now. That's yep. craziness. So then Oakland's got the number four pick, mm-hmm. and they pick. I think this one might shock you. Uh, I'm gonna go. You say shock me? No, not like shock you. Okay, but I was gonna, gonna say DK gonna... Metcalf just because you no. said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me, give me Devin White. Rashad Gary. Really? Going number That's four. That's a. Gruden pick all the way. Mike Mayock, you are smarter than that. You know better than that to take Rashawn Gary. But it takes one guy off the Lions board that I really, really don't want. want. You know what's amazing? Everybody loved that kid coming into Michigan, right? But ever since he left, every single Lions fan, I think, is like in agreement. Nope, don't want him. Nope, Nope, don't want him because he didn't do anything at Michigan of any noteworthy. All right, continue. But that's just funny to me. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers select. Devin White. Josh Allen. Son of a, I was really hoping Josh Allen. I was keeping him in the back of my mind. I was really hoping he was going to fall. But that means that then, yeah, that's crazy, though, because then Denver, or, I mean, Oakland misses him, and then uh, the Jets just go, no, that's fine. I don't. That's bad. That's All right. All right, so that's number fine. six, the New York Giants will take. Haskins. Haskins is there correct. Is. There. Okay, yeah, I'd assume. They're trying to put smoke screens up, but other people are coming out and saying that they like him. Just take your quarterback and be done with it. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars will pick seven, and they will pick. DK Metcalf? Nope, but is on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Juwan Taylor? Yep, Juwan Taylor. Offensive tackle out of Florida. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's there's that conversation between him and the, the Bama tackle, but I do think that, you know, they need offensive help. I just feel like with, with Foles there now, it, it's one of those things to me, I feel like Metcalf could be the pick, if not one of the top four or five defensive players that they yeah. like is there, because honestly... Who are you throwing the ball to? Dee Dee Westbrook, Marquise Lee. That's a you know, Emily. Obviously, is going to be is going to get thrown yeah. the ball. You know, she's she's tough. But <laughs> look at those. Look at those guns. Wow. Look at those guns. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that. I kind of like that where you just, all right, go get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it would help them a lot. All right, but whatever. so now we're picking number eight. All right, let's we're, see. What are you thinking? So Devin White's still on the board. Yes. Ed Oliver's still on the board. He is. Metcalf's still on the board. He is. Uh, Greedy Williams is still on the board. Emily the Brain Merkel is it's on, on the, the board. board. We're not as choosing backup, her. No, as backup fine. punter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you kick the ball? Sign. Backup long snapper. We do need a replacement for the mule eventually. Instead of the mule, In like it's the brain. Years. Go the brain. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the pick that I think at that point what they should do. I don't know okay. if it's actually gonna be what they're gonna do, but here's what I think they should do. Okay. It. I think it needs to be Ed Oliver. Um, it's gonna be Devin White, isn't it? Nope. Flip the table. It's not. Neither one of those two guys. Greedy Williams. Nope. We'll flip the table if it's. Nope. I don't know. They tell me. The anticipation's right. building in this way. We're hitting Montez Sweats. Oh, okay. I totally forgot about him. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'm okay that with that. He's stay offensive line, man. Yeah, off, yeah, yeah. D-line. Outside, outside linebackers yeah. we put at right now. Right, so yeah, that I have no problem with that. The reason why I chose Oliver, though, and it's you know it's been a common theme for me, I'm the way the Lions are trying to build this team, right, is yep. versatility, right? Everybody's got to be able to do more than one thing, right? And especially if you can do it well at a high level. Yeah. You know, I like Sweat. I really do, but um, I think he's an athletic freak. But especially the first couple of years, I think he's going to be a strict pass rusher, third down, put your hand in the ground and go, yeah. right? Where at Oliver, especially with Snacks, as you know, he's getting up there in age, I think he's going to be effective for what he does. But you pair Oliver, you're going to pay Ashawn probably next season, mm-hmm. right? And then Oliver's there where Snacks in those last two years of the contract either becomes expendable or when his contract ends – you still have a guy on a rookie deal for the next two years to where he fits that mold and he can play inside, he can play outside. So if Ashawn takes the snacks role in a couple of years, Oliver plays the Sue role that you know we had for the longest mm-hmm. time, where you can put him anywhere along with Flowers yeah. and you know and Aquara or whoever else. I think that exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You have premier players now all on rookie contracts, and you make that entire defensive line. A huge strength for you, yes. Especially with the additions that they've made in the secondary with Coleman and Rashad Melvin. Now, I think that you you're really starting to see the defense kind of take shape, and it's mm-hmm. really exciting, actually. Yeah. So just to note, at Oliver would go next to Buffalo. Okay, that makes nine. that's another team though for me where I'm like, dude, go take. I don't. I'm really high on Metcalf just from a strictly just a playmaking ability. I think at the beginning of his career, he's going to be go. You know what I mean? He's gonna run three routes. You know, a post, a, you know, a post corner and a and a streak. You know what I mean? Yep. He ain't gonna run a ton, but what he is gonna be able to do is he's gonna be able to take the top off the field, and he's gonna be a man out there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why a team like Buffalo with Josh Allen, who can just throw it a mile and a half yeah. with ease, why you don't do that? Like. Y- your defense is pretty okay, you know what I mean? I, it's, and yeah. this, I think, might shock you, too, because I found so yeah. Before that, Pittsburgh takes Devin Bush at 20. That's a Pittsburgh pick right yep. there. Smart guy, Flip can cover up. the field. That is Ryan Shazier's replacement yep. is exactly but what he number is. number 22, Baltimore Ravens pick DK Metcalf. That's a Baltimore pick, too, though, so, right? Is that but you, yeah, I, you I find s- it interesting because with Lamar yeah. Jackson there, yeah. without the ability to really throw the ball, right. yeah, I mean, you will need that guy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you don't have that guy who can just move the ball I just think that's – but once again, though, it's here. I'm just going to chuck it yep. and hope you go get it kind of thing. There's no accuracy involved. Just put it within a – 10-yard radius of him, mm-hmm. and just go. You know what I mean? But that's interesting. All right, give me uh, – let's go second round. So second round, um, not, nothing too notable in the second round. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the Lions, well, where do you think the Lions go? I don't think they're going to go corner anymore. I think they should go wide receiver. So I'm going to say Paris Campbell make me happy. Nope, because Paris Damn. Campbell goes two picks before that. Son of a! All right, that's awesome. Okay, All right. I think this? this one might, you might get your heartbeat going a little bit. All right, if it's a corner, I'm going to be pissed. Nope. Uh, we're picking Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle out of Mississippi State. So we've got all the defensive ta- all the defensive linemen from Mississippi State. Yes. Okay. We collect. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No, this is, no, no, no. Wrong. That's the wrong. It's not correct. <laughs> just because it doesn't make any sense at that point. It wasn't as visceral of a reaction. No, I, was no I thought I thought he was gonna blow up. So. No, because it's just. Yeah, he's thought about it though. No, because it's stupid. Because you look at it, you have you need another wide receiver. So get, tell me who the third. No, okay. no, I'm, cr- I'm cranky now. Tell me, tell me who the third round pick is because if it's not, because you still really haven't signed a tight end. Real, you need well, another tight end. Logan Thomas is not going to be our other tight end this year. Um, we are picking tight end in the third round. Okay, it's not Irv Smith Jr. though. Who it is should not take in the second round. But okay, who is we it? We will be picking Caleb Wilson, tight end out of UCLA. Okay, that makes sense. Decent blocker. Yep. You know, more complete guy. How big is he? Uh, six four two forty. Yeah, that makes sense. The, see, I see if they're gonna go that route, then I would really love for them to go receiver round two because mm-hmm. now, all right, you get your other tight end that you like, okay, along with Jesse James, and then you get a receiver in round two where you go, okay, so we took our best defensive player in round one, get a receiver in round two, especially a slot guy, then get your get your tight end in round three, and then go interior or offensive lineman in rounds four or five, and then throw the best defense player in there as well, that's a solid draft, in my opinion, where you address, it's it's not so much just need, but there's players in this draft that fit your needs, right? Mm-hmm. Paris Campbell in round two, if they can get him, would fits a need. Slot mm-hmm. receiver, fast, would be Stafford's security blanket for the next five years and it'd be awesome you know what i mean so but that's just me i'm not i'm not upset with that but i don't the whole the defensive the pass rusher defensive line thing it's like i feel like your defensive line especially with your first pick is pretty damn good Mm -hmm. so why double up on it again unless you have no intention of paying a shot Mm -hmm. who graded out really really well at the end of last year so it doesn't make any sense to me all right and thoughts on the thoughts of the mock draft i think it was lovely (laughs) Jesus, all right. You know, every once in a while you want to sell it. Listen, when I first started yeah. watching football, when I started dating you, yeah. I watched the Lions. I'm not fully invested in this whole, like, college football thing. So I don't know anyone who we're talking about except um, DK Metcalf, the guy who has, like, really low body fat percentage. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I know that about him. And Montez <laughs> Sweat has a funny last name, and if he ever came to the Lions, I'd want a jersey that says Sweat on it just because I think that's hilarious. That's yeah, pretty that's, much all I got for you. As, as a rookie Lions fan, I will inform you now that we do not, not buy, buy rookie rookies. jerseys because you ruin them. Exactly. But when he's not a rookie anymore, then you can buy a sweaty jersey. No, you buy him once you've figured out he's either A, really good, right? Or B, like if you buy a Barry Sanders jersey, it's because he's a legend, right? Like, I own a Stafford jersey because I'm committed to the fact that he's a good quarterback, so I'm okay with it. Because rather than someone thinks he's a legend. <laughs> I don't think he's a legend, but he does have better numbers than Troy Aikman. Look it up. Just throwing that out there. Don't hurt Uncle Jeff like that. Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's shift now. That's another great – that's a great mock draft. I'm so going to be bummed out when those are over because I love talking the draft so much. But, all right, let's shift now from the Merkstone mock draft to another great topic that I'm sure Mike's going to (laughs) love. The Lakers are officially eliminated. Now, we're not talking Pistons once again just because the Pistons are, A, in the middle of a big road – road, you know – Swing. Road swing. Great. Thank you for the word. But, two – 
Um, I'm not going to talk about them because I'd actually like to see them make the playoffs. And every time we talk about them, they start losing 12 out of the next you know, 15. Mm, so we're kind yeah, of in that yeah. point where I need them to win. So, but let's talk about a team that we know officially is about. Uh, the Lakers, right? Was supposed to be a bounce back year for them, right? It, you know, everybody yeah. thought, okay, LeBron's there. Now, the, I don't think anybody who said that they were going to make the finals is stupid, right? They yes. didn't look at that team and go, this is a championship team. They're not. Right. They're not going to beat half the teams in the West. But... With that being said, missing the playoffs completely, woof. That's mm-hmm. that. This is a bit of a rough pill to swallow. So oh. give me give me your thoughts on the Lakers um, and their season and LeBron's season because his numbers are fine. Yes. LeBron's numbers are fine, but that has not equaled wins Mm-mm. right now. So give me your thoughts on the Lakers. Give me a state of the franchise, I guess. I would be I would point. be a lot more nervous if LeBron played like all eighty two, mm-hmm. and then we're looking at the same scenario because right. I'd be going, "Wow, that's awful." Mm-hmm. But then you have to look at why did they only win thirty five games this year? Last year it was because they were all new people, new guys, and they all weren't uh, all young dudes. Yeah, too, they're right? all young, and it, you, so you had a lot of different scenarios there. Mm-hmm. Now you had LeBron, and everyone had a year to develop. So why were they not good this year? I think the injury bug caught them worse than any other team this year. Mm-hmm. When you have LeBron who pulls his groin, which his personal trainers come out and said, yeah, he wasn't supposed to be back in, until six months, and he came back in six weeks. Yeah. I think that says something, that mm-hmm. how hurt he really was this entire time. Mm-hmm. And ev- ever since December 25th, when he did get hurt, he missed 20 games because of that, and then he just had that lingering injury throughout. Um, and then that was even the fact that Brandon Ingram missed 10 games, Rajon Rondo missed 20. Lonzo's missed the third, the last third of the season. Mm-hmm. You haven't had your starting lineup since early December mm-hmm. altogether. So I think that all plays a part into it. So And you're in the West. Competition's a lot tougher in the West. Absolutely. Through, like, through and through all 15 teams. I would, oh, say, yeah, I would say the top of the East, like if you put top four versus top four, I like the top four of the East. But what, there's a big drop-off after that. Absolutely. And then that's when you're looking at like, LeBron right now, if they're in the East... At 35 They'd be wins, in it. They'd be in it. Yeah. They're fighting for an 8 seed right now. Right. And now they're the 12th best team in the West. That's how... That's the... Yeah, that's the difference. Absolutely. The difference no, I totally the... agree with you, right? I totally agree with you. That's not... There's nothing there. What does this do... And I'm going to start with you uh, before... Because I know Mike's going to have opinions upon opinions on this. But what does this do to LeBron's legacy? 34 years old, right? He's... He did not play... He's been bashed hard in the media. He's not gotten along well with some of his teammates. That's clear based mm-hmm. off of some of his actions. He's been kind of a butthole to deal with sometimes. He's and I think even I, my, the reason why I like talking LeBron with Mike, especially, is because Mike is a different kind of LeBron fan where he can admit that there is faults in LeBron James, Absolutely. unlike some of you others out there who. You know, worship the grounds that he pees on. So we think we just need to put some, you know, legitimacy into the conversation, yeah. right? Now I'm not talking about Jordan or anything like that. I'm no. just talking strictly LeBron here. I'm gonna start with you, and before Mike gives me a rundown. But what does this do for him? 34 years old. He's got four years left on a deal. He's his numbers are there. This team is gonna probably lose more games this year than they did last year, and he wasn't on the team last year. So. What does that do? I think they have a losing record right now, officially without with him on the floor mm-hmm. right now. Even with him losing, I know they went like four and twelve or whatever they did for at the time. So, but what does this do for LeBron's legacy? If anything, this is legacy already kind of set in this. Anything after this point, as he says, is just extra. 
First of all, I'd like to point out that you asked me a question and then talked for seven minutes. <laughs> I know, but I like to frame it. I like to frame it. Lots of question framing. Yeah. Um, first of all, it depends on at what point you define a legacy. What does it do for him in the next couple of years? People are going to roast the crap out of him and be total jerks about it. But when it comes to the next, like, what, like 10 years from now when we're all looking back at the legacy of LeBron James, is one year with an injured team and an injured groin and all of that, does that really negate the fact that he's one of the best? One of the best players of all time. I'm mm-hmm. not ranking the top five for you. But I mean, like... Right, no, I'm not... Really, like, it's totally like we were talking yeah. about presidents, man. It's the same thing. It is. It's, they're like presidents. Like, people people want to criticize or love people in the moment, and then they yeah, always change their minds ten years from now. Oh, yes. sure. Right, and obviously, I think LeBron will be favored, or will be remembered a lot better than he is right now. He will. LeBron's a great basketball player. Does yeah, he have no the best doubt. attitude in the entire world? That's the no, question. Not so the much. only thing that gets in the way of LeBron is LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's a great point too, and I think that I, I think the like the Nick Wrights of the world, while they provide great statistical information, sometimes I think when you come off so defensive yeah. of a guy like that, I think you sour people on the player itself, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the Durant thing, right? Everyone loved Durant for a long time, but Durant's an a hole, right? Yeah. Durant's a total butt, especially now since he joined Golden State. He is. He's not a yes. nice guy. Let's be real here, okay? A lot of these guys, very few really are if you want to be the very best at what you do. Mike, same question. What does this do for LeBron's legacy? I know you're very high on this question and this season, but does it matter at all for you? Say they miss the playoffs next year or they don't sign anybody of note. They don't sign Kawhi. They don't sign Anthony Davis. They don't, or whoever. Like, they don't get anybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just him stuck in L.A. with a whole bunch of ab- maybe above average, in, in maybe Kuzma's case, above average players. I think, and to bring up one point, yeah. I think that presence point is a that's, fantastic that's point. That's a great analogy, because absolutely. When you, because when you look at how basketball players are now, when you look at it 10 years from now, you're not going to be like, wow, they lost to the Suns by 30 or something. Right, exactly. You won't, you won't remember those particular games. No, you're going to remember the, the moments. The outline, you'll remember that he made it to eight straight finals mm-hmm. and nine total as of right now. Yep. You'll remember that. You'll you'll remember this moment and then the next three years is yeah, stuff that, that you remember. You're, you're going to remember this Lakers time. You No doubt about it. No. That's why I'm asking you, though. What is this but, doing to it right now? Because yeah. if you're LeBron and if I'm LeBron, I'm like, okay, well, I beat, I beat Golden State at one point. And I, you know, I won a cha- I won a championship for Cleveland. I got my other two with with Miami with my super team. I'm kind of done. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I, I actually I have to say that. Yeah. I think anything he does in the Lakers is almost extra. It's like extra credit. I think his his finest moment, you can almost say, it was mm-hmm. last year when he was taking that team of. You can't say nobodies because they're all NBA players, yeah. but comparatively to like the Boston Celtics that they were playing and the Toronto Raptors and all these yeah. teams, and even going up against the Warriors, very under average team mm-hmm. without like him on and off the court was extraordinarily awful. Right. So I think that was like mm-hmm. right after he left Cleveland, he was like, okay, I'm kind of done. Yeah. It's more of now you're just anything he does now, I think is extra. And if he. When you go at the end of next year, I think it's a better time to answer this question. Yeah, if absolutely. you don't if you don't get anybody, but you actually do something next year, mm-hmm. that takes a toll on your career. Well, let's put it this way: if he never wins another championship, does do does we, he ever do get we, there? Do again? we count? Do, does do he we, lose another one? Just in general, does he ever win another one? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, right? People are going to rank it either to one of two ways: either he wins or he doesn't. It's yes. that simple anymore, and it's not fair. But it's how it is. Well, I know. At the end of the day. But I just want to know. I want to know because just, no, I don't. Honestly, I think if he makes it there, I think he wins it. So honestly, I think if he I, ever I makes do, it back to the finals again with, with, with whatever Lakers point. team, I do think they win another championship. But let's just say for whatever reason, even if he makes there and loses, if he never wins another championship, right, 
do we a is it is it how big of a ding is this because at 34 jordan won a championship right he's now missing the playoffs i'm not trying to bring this whole argument i'm just saying but just for some context right so the only other guy that you can ever compare lebron james to is michael jordan correct so it's one of those things to where what is this doing for him because right now in the way he's at with his new show he's got coming out he's making he's doing all these things in la right it's one of those things. I'm like, dude, you're just at this point, you're just hurting yourself more than you're helping at yeah, this point. He def- you know, he definitely is. You know, it's... just retired. Well, that's the thing, and I don't want to see him retire. He's no. so great. He really, he really is. is. I mean, he's an a hole sometimes. You have to decide if you're in it or you're not. In it. Are you in it or are you not? In that's it? a great point, though, M. That you say that because is he in it? Because I don't think he was in it at all this year. No, I mean, I don't getting think, hurt. I think he's no, of course, and he's never been hurt before like that. But I don't think he was like. And he's just kind of like. All right, I'm here. Yeah. I'm a Laker. Cool. I think I'll I think sell a lot turning, of jerseys. I think the turning point for the season was he gets hurt, he and comes just, back, right, and they're answer. trying to get Anthony Davis, and they don't get him. And I think at that point he went. I think he knows in the back of his head this team was not a championship team. Oh, absolutely. Without without any other help, for sure, he was for not sure. going to win at anything. And I think you the last time you could look at it, and he really thought about his team that he couldn't win it yeah. was back in the first year of Cleveland, right before he left, right when he, he lost goes, to the Pistons, and they were like, "We're not going to be able to do anything." Mm-hmm. All those last eight years, he was like, "I think we can win a championship." The last eight years, probably mm-hmm. maybe not last year, but last like seven years, yeah, seven finals. Right. He was like, "I think I can win a championship with this team." I think he went into the season going, "I don't think I can win one this year." But I'm gonna to try to get Anthony Davis or Kawhi or Clay or something I think, yeah, I to think help. Absolutely. The moment that that like the trade deadline hit and he didn't get anybody, he went, "I can't win." We're dead. So like, yeah. what's the point now? Right. And, kind that's, of thing. and that's to me, that's a little bit of a problem. Just for my purpose, because yeah. it's like, don't don't do. Two, I agree with you that I don't think he was expecting to win a championship. However, I do think that missing the playoffs altogether, right? Sucks really, I think, really bad. And you know, there's one statistic out there. I know yeah. we don't, people don't love these statistics. Yeah. I think one statistic is if he barely slides into the eighth spot and he gets killed, he has yeah. he has a 14 and 0 record in first round matchups. Mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to lose that either. Because mm. there's like that's like a precedent that like yeah. Jordan lost in the first round twice or three times or mm-hmm. whatever before he started winning. Yeah. There's like that thing out there where he can go. I've never lost in the first round. Yeah. Now, he, there's a finals argument. There's yeah. a whole bunch of more arguments. Of course, there's, there's the right. I think he, there's something that there that he was like, I don't want to go to the do Warriors. Do you think it lose. hurts him more to miss the playoffs, or do you think it hurts him more to get swept in the first round? I think it hurts. By Golden I, th- State I think at this point, and it comes back to all yeah. those last four Cleveland years, yeah. if you're not in the championship or you're not winning the championship, it's yeah. a failure for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like unfortunate that... Yeah. like. His expectations are higher than anybody else almost in history. That's good. But it's just kind of how right. it's set It'd right now. It'd be the exact same if Jordan was playing now yeah. and LeBron was like, thing. You'd be like, oh, he's never going to be LeBron. Yeah. Like it's last, year, last yeah. year in Cleveland, you're like, wow, you're going to lose to the Pacers? Then he yeah. beats the Pacers. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Wow, he you're going to lose to Boston Toronto. without Kyrie? Wow, unbelievable. So now right. he has to beat all these teams. I and can... then you go play the 73-9 Warrior team with Kevin Durant by yourself. Yeah. And then you're, like, you're in a lose-lose situation. I agree. Anyway. I, I don't disagree with that, but it, it's tough to unlock. All right. Well, the, the Laker thing we'll talk about more, especially if they don't sign anybody. That'll be a great topic to see you flip yeah. out. It'll be awesome. All right, let's let's finish off episode seventeen with some wrestling action here. We we debut the new belt. We're not going to talk about wrestling. Come on, uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Kofi Kingston though, and the main, and the push that he's getting. Right, um, it's something to really watch because this is it's, it's an organic feel. Right, it's it's fan driven clearly. Yeah. Right, he's a guy that's been around a long time, intercontinental champion, U.S. champion, multiple time tag team champion. He's done almost everything he can except for world title. And I'm gonna ask you first thoughts on Kofi uh, wrestling for the WWE Championship because even though it's not been announced yet, 
it's a foregone conclusion. They're not building anybody else. So <laughs> it's clearly going to be Kofi Daniel Bryan for the title. Are you excited about that? Does that make you as because you're more of a casual fan, right? You're not you're not looking at you know why things happening. But for you, when we're sitting on the couch in two weeks from now, saying, "All right, we're going to watch Kofi versus Daniel Bryan," are you going to tune out, or are you actually like, oh, "Okay, I'm interested to see this match"? I kind of like it. Yeah, it's got some nostalgia vibes. It's a good push. He's not eighty, you know that, right? Well, no, but he's been wrestling for <laughs> no, uh, he's yeah. been wrestling for a minute. Like yeah. nostalgic for me as when I first was aware of the wrestling world, it was thanks to Lil. Low, Mikey mm. over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <I think> so, <laughs> like, um, maybe on popular opinion, I don't know. I actually yeah. find Daniel Bryan boring, but um, that's just like maybe uh, I don't know if you disagree with me on that. We've never talked about Daniel Bryan before. I think he's okay. The vegan thing's kind of funny, but like, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if like Daniel Bryan. I I like am cool with the Kofi thing, but I don't know if like the Daniel Bryan Kofi thing is like blowing my mind personally but i think rob wants to like murder me maybe i'm not getting married anymore. No, i don't know no. what's we're still getting married but i have to think my decisions a little no, bit i like it. triple h better than i like daniel bryan wow are you talking about just from an entertainment standpoint right you're not talking about like technically in the ring right? oh honey right. we established at the beginning of this conversation that i am a casual wrestling fan okay good point I, I, gonna, <laughs> listen i like triple h too i've always i think daniel bryan's so a good wrestler i don't have a problem i just think like the Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston, like, especially, like, over the course of the year, I feel yeah, like right. it flipped. Like, right. I feel like you can almost gauge these things farther out right. than a year, except mm-hmm. this one, it's, like, completely, like... Right. I get it. I'm like, now, thoughts on... I feel like thoughts I just got on, out Because I'm assuming Kofi... No, you didn't get kicked off, so that's why we have... We have all opinions here, right? You know? I think you're wrong. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you're not but, always right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You don't... No, you don't get to touch it. You don't get to touch it. You don't... Yeah. You're not the champ. Yeah, right? it. Yeah. But... Thoughts on, I'm assuming Kofi's going to win it more than yes. What's A, what's his believability factor, and two, how long does he hold it? Because I feel like you're making this really big build-up just for him to lose it in the next month. It's kind of Next what I, month? I'm like next day. Really? You're going to hold next day? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my Lord. Like, two days? Yeah, even two days, technically. Like, give me the SmackDown after Mania. Yeah. Like, he'll win it, and it'll be at this moment, and then they're going to have, like, their celebration for Kofi kind of thing and then he gets challenged or someone debuts and challenges him and just wins on the first day and everyone's like shock value lord that'd be maybe it would be like do you think like in all in all honesty though do you think that his believability does he have any sort of believability as champion because for me it's like I think Daniel Bryan is the perfect guy to make him look phenomenal in that match right I think there's going to be a lot of fan interest but at the same time Kofi Kingston, man, like yeah. it's just I, for me, I'm, I'm like I get it, and I think yeah. it's about I think it's time for him to have that slot. The new day has really kind of put him in another stratosphere. But once again, how long can you run as with that gimmick, especially? How long can you run as that with that with that? Well, run? actually, you know I mean? if if you're not gonna lose it like soon after, I think you could run it actually quite a while. You think especially so? Like the underdog with, thing yeah, the entire time. Not even like the underdog thing, but like. You have these three guys. You can have so many matches where you have like, like how our truth was winning matches for a second there. <laughs> you can have, like, unfor- you can have like triple threat, fatal four ways, yeah. and somehow he rolls them up, and he's like, oh my god, I get-. like he yeah, converts he Samoa yeah. Joe, Andrade, and Daniel Bryan. It's like there's no way you can beat him, or you have a gauntlet match of ten people, right. and somehow he's sliding through, pinning all these guys, and mm-hmm. like it's like the underdog as he's winning still, because mm-hmm. no one really believes him as a champion. So now I think if he wins it, it's going to be almost like I have to prove to everyone that I am the champion. Mm-hmm. And I think that storyline versus like 
Kevin Owens, who's right. a Universal Champion, Dana Bryan, yeah. who's X Champion. You you get verse all these guys, Randy Orton, because he did the stupid, that stupid. Would be, that would that'd be, be the f- worst feud ever, no. by the way. But I don't think oh. these even have to be like long. It's like a month feuds. No, I agree. Going, I'm just saying. Know, I re- like, if Randy Orton never held another championship in WWE, it'd be too soon. Just my opinion. He's so boring. <laughs> he's just so boring. He does same. He does the same five. He's, he's worse than the five moves of Doom. At least seen the changes it up every once in a while. Orton doesn't hasn't done something new. Wait, who would you prefer, Balor or Orton, with their five moves? Who's 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 on commentary when they're wrestling? Oh, that's a good point. Because if Michael Cole's on commentary for Balor, I want to shoot myself in the foot. What if like Morrow? If Morrow was on it, I'd be okay with Balor. But if it's (laughs) if it's just straight Orton and Balor with Cole on commentary, it's the worst match ever. But it's fine. (laughs) But it's just it's boring. But I agree. I think it's very interesting to see, especially if they do decide to pull the trigger. We've seen it before where they build these guys up, right? Like Lex Luger, WrestleMania, and all these other guys that have happened in the past years where they build them up, they got the train behind them, the fans are behind them, and then it doesn't happen yeah. for one reason or another, right? Lex Luger is not the best example because the office wanted him, but that's that's another episode. But anyway, all right, that's going to be it for this episode of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast for the Merc Zone, yes. for the brain. I am the Mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys, as always, next time.